Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, this is show number 168 and we got Rach back this week. Rach, hey, how are you? I'm good. I am. I am back and uh, it's lovely to uh, to be here with you guys again. Uh, obviously there was a bit of a gap when obviously AD were away on holiday and then of course I was away with work last week um, over the weekend and uh, recording as we do on a monday evening so so i missed you guys so it's nice to be back and uh yeah all good it's definitely feeling quite autumnal today in liverpool i don't know about for you uh where you are down south but um up here it definitely is <laughs> i wore a jacket today actually for the first time Ooh. in months so there you go yes you definitely go. getting a little bit cooler yeah. a little bit cooler how, how was budapest it was it was great um i didn't see very much of it <laughs> Uh, I mainly saw Brussels Airport on the way through to it and uh, I saw the inside of the hotel room and a couple of lovely people who I got to work with. But unfortunately, it was very much a dash there, uh, deliver some training, dash back kind of thing. But uh, but lovely to do. Yeah, done a, done a lot of that in my time. Yeah, actually. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Nonetheless, it was really nice to, uh, to go and, and do that. I did have a slightly unfortunate incident where um, I in the middle of rushing around to try and and dash off there um i shouted to adam um uh what what's the uh, what's the temperature like <laughs> in Budapest? and uh, and he said uh, oh it's uh, it's 13 degrees and i was like okay fine so i packed for 13 degrees and it was 30 <laughs> so that was a big difference um which uh, yeah i hadn't realized so that was an interesting uh, uh time of getting off the uh, getting off the flight and being hit by a wave of of heat <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, but yeah so there's quite a big difference between 13 and 30 degrees i shall make to make sure to listen closer next time <laughs> Yes, or get a new assistant. Or get a new assistant, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And and weirdly, we're a couple of minutes into recording. We haven't heard anything from Graham yet. Not a peep, not a peep I yet. know, I've been very patient. It's because I've been thinking about my day. And as you said, the weather has been a bit cold and miserable today. It's been raining. I did find myself during my lunch break today sat on a wall, essentially in a field, trying to record a podcast with the classic lenses, gentlemen. I... Uh, it's not an ideal setup. I'm definitely happier in my room in front of a computer to do a podcast as opposed to sat in the rain in a field. Did you have cows behind you? You know, was there ambiance and, and what have you? No, I did go down a rabbit hole at one point, but that's not unusual oh. for the Classic Lenses podcast, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't Different think it's kind of quite so literal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, fair enough. Other than that, how have you been? I've been very well, thank you, Aid. Yeah, it's been a nice week and I got to catch up with my friend NASA for a bit of shooting on Sunday, so that was fun. Nothing quite as uh, glamorous as globetrotting like Rach, although it doesn't sound like your globetrotting was terribly glamorous, <laughs> so I'm not super envious. <laughs> well, you done all right there. I think getting out and about and having a bit of a photo walk, I only got as far as the local sports centre this weekend. <laughs> Hey, uh, well, that means that you've at least been more active than either of us, I'm sure. Well, actually, do you know what? I was running around like a what's it? I tell you, you know, it was um, it was a birthday party, and I was doing the photo shoot, and uh, and it was twenty eight year old girls oh on gosh. roller skates. 
Oh, do you know? I have met to say, many I of love, them for the first time. I love that photo you you sent over to Graham and myself, didn't you, Aid, um, of your daughter? Oh, oh it's of Ellie. Yeah, 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 stunning. Yeah, really great. Um, I can't believe how grown up she looks. Oh my gosh! I know, right? Last time I well, saw a photo, she's eight now. So there's yeah, but she was in like a little Alice in Wonderland um, little outfit in the tent. Last time I saw a photo. Oh yeah, well that so. that was also a birthday party yeah. actually. That would but that would have been two years ago maybe mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know. Makes exactly. a big difference though. That age, it does at that age. Yeah, they do change a lot year on year at that mm-hmm. age. Um, and uh, yes, so she's now uh, yeah enjoying herself on roller skates and what have mm-hmm. you. It was all good fun. So, so yeah, it was it was amu- it was amusing trying to protect all my delicate photography equipment from 20 young girls on roller skates <laughs> who, who had no say, idea of controlling themselves how did you actually find that as a as a shoot you know how did you do the setup and what kind of things did you do you know to get the get the shots that you're after well firstly and most importantly of course i used it as an opportunity to justify buying some new kit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, what I wanted uh, was to do a shoot with a, a backdrop. I didn't know where I was going to be able to do it, and and so I wanted to. I thought the the, the theme of the the party was about sort of was roller skating and a sort of eighties theme. So they were wearing sort of neon day glow tutus, and they had sweatbands on and hairbands and stuff like that. I definitely had uh, that outfit. I think you so, had it as well, I, didn't you? Originally, Amy? yeah, yeah, I did actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, although the two teams were a little short on me. They yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might one ones. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so so I. It was actually good because I I'd set it up. That I'd set it. I knew what I wanted to do. I ha- I could see it in my head. And uh, so the thing that I bought. What did I buy? I bought a, a backdrop. A sort of yeah. A, a sort of um, brick wall kind of urban backdrop not mm-hmm. not one with graffiti on it but uh, and that was uh, quite large it's about i think two meters by three meters mm-hmm. as a backdrop but i knew i'd have to shoot groups of people against it so i needed something big uh and then, not all 20 in one go i presume no not all 20 <laughs> only sort of threes and fours tops but then what else did i but i bought a couple of light stands because i realized it didn't have quite enough <laughs> um because i i i, I yeah i i needed uh, so I bought a couple of light stands. Well, else did I buy? Oh, a piece of vinyl flooring to use it to sort of, sort of lay down in front of the backdrop, so so that the, it uh, it it didn't need to show the the floor of wherever I was. Because again, I didn't know whether the floor would go with the backdrop at all. So, mm-hmm. and because they were on skates, I wanted to take full length shots. Uh, and what else? And I think that was it. That was probably <laughs> that, all I. I anything that, was that includes. It. I brought some vinyl flooring. You can't end with oh, that. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> the do you know I, the thing I loved was the behind the scenes shot, which was a photo of this setup of a brick wall backdrop in front oh, of a yeah. brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got there, right, so we'd hired the the big sports hall in 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 the sports centre, and, and there was three girls who were sharing this party. So so we we had some a company come in that does roller discos, oh. um, and, and they they brought all the roller skates, and they had yeah they had a sound system and stuff like that. Um, and so yeah so in the end it turned out the best place for me to take photographs was actually in the corner of the hall and the hall has got brick walls <laughs> so so I felt somewhat sheepish <laughs> hanging my backdrop of a brick wall in front of a brick wall <laughs> <laughs> well you brought it you may as well use it 
Well, there's there's that, but it, it, although in fairness, actually, the the brick walls of the sports centre were were painted a, a fetching pale blue, so it wouldn't have achieved the look I was after. <laughs> um, but no, it was fun. So we we tested we tested the setup the night before in the house uh and uh yeah so, so i knew whether i knew the lighting was going to mostly work the only real tweak i had to do to the lighting on the day is i realized once i'd set it up i wasn't getting any catch lights in anybody's eyes so i had to put a light way way, way back on minimum power way back away from me just to to pick out catch lights it was still too powerful really but the shadows didn't get too much in the way uh and then um yeah and the only thing i wasn't happy with is i i couldn't I couldn't get the 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 subjects far enough away from the backdrop to to throw it out of focus. Mm. Um, I think in on hindsight, I sh- I could have put a three stop ND filter on my lens, and then and and then shot about three stops open uh, from where I was. But I was having to shoot a f eight, uh, and whilst that was great for getting everybody in focus, mm. it also had the backdrop in focus because I couldn't get they were only about three feet in front of the backdrop. So, so yeah, that's uh, if I'd thought it through. Well, I did think it. I thought, no, it's not gonna. It's never gonna work. So I left the ND filter at home, and then once I got there, I was kind of kicking myself. Thinking, <laughs> do you know what? I I I could have used that. Actually, I could have done that. I could have done something better. What lens um, were you using? Oh, oh, this is digital, of course. But sorry, say again. What lens were you using? Sorry. Uh, I was using uh, the the rather marvellous so-called Fuji kit lens, uh, the eighteen to fifty-five, ah, yeah. uh, which is a, a great lens. Um, it's funny; it's, it's it's one of those lenses I don't choose to use it much for just sort of running around. But when I've got something reasonably serious that I need to achieve, or I want to shoot some video, and I know I'm going to need different focal lengths, I, I almost always pick up that lens. It's not got a huge amount of character, but it is, you know, it it, it is a really good lens. You know, so. So uh, yeah, um, all, all good. All and all, as I say, all digital. So uh, you know, because um, that's what the occasion demanded. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it's just nice to know how you use your kind of lighting setup and just in general. You know, like you said, you had a concept that you wanted to achieve, and that was the tool to use to achieve it. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it, it was fun. It, it was fun. And uh, any, anybody uh, who, who wants to see it, if you check out my Twitter feed, because I think I posted it on Twitter, uh, is uh, yes, no, I'm sure I did. My Twitter feed is aid nine six eight aid nine six eight, and and you can see both the behind the scenes thing and uh, uh, and the photo of my daughter actually, which oh. I put on there because I was quite pleased with it. It looks awesome. Uh, it's a really great photo. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's um, she liked it, which is the most important thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did love the fact that in in our conversation, you you put because your son is now ten years old. I said, you know, we, should you get some sort of prize for keeping them alive <laughs> until they're ten? And I felt like replying, oh, you do. You get slightly less pleasant children. I mean, that's the prize you get when they hit ten. In my experience, <laughs> anyway, that's your re- ongoing reward. Yes, you remember the kids you did have? They're like them, but a bit bigger and slightly less charming. <laughs> I think there should be a prize. I really do. It's quite an achievement. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, no, I do very much buy into, uh, as as always, there's a Simpsons quote for everything, and that is, the older they get, the cuter they ain't. <laughs> I think that's the only yeah, thing for my is, kids. This is, this is true. The this prize is, true. is, I think it's uh, less money and less hair, isn't it? More wrinkles. <laughs> Yes, yes. Although you, what one could argue, I've, I've, I've gained that prize already. But there you go. Uh, never say anything. <laughs> 
Anyway, that that was me. So so anyway, Graham, you were just about to say you went met up with NASA and you went on a photo walk. So I'm sure your photo walk was um, inspired and successful. Uh, it was it was certainly something. Um, so I, I met up with NASA a few weeks ago, and uh, we went round Oxford. And you know, we would, we had. I mean, a lot of listeners will have heard this if they listened to the episode. We were talking about how NASA keeps inspired with his shooting there, and um, constantly finds new stuff to take pictures of, even though he's going to the same places every time. And the show sort of ended with me saying, "Well, it's all right for you." here in Oxford but you know it's not so easy out on the sticks and, and I said well alright then next time I'll come out to Bampton and I bet we can find <laughs> some pictures there so um, so that's what we did and I did record some audio um, and you can find out who was right whether it was me or NASA and you can also hear the aftermath of us having, but unfortunately not the actual moment of but um, there was a point where a very angry lady came and yelled at us <laughs> so that's something to hear us <laughs> digest so um we'll stick that uh, at the end of the show but uh, yeah it was, it was really nice always lovely to see nasa um he had with him this awesome um now uh a super d graflex i think that's the correct name because it just always made me laugh because it's called the super d um which is this really cool it's like it looks like a great big box camera except you've got like a proper lens in the front you can do it so he was taking some really cool pictures with that and i had my large format camera with me and yeah the weather was nice it was fun but um yeah like i said i don't want to i don't want to spoil how well it all went <laughs> but not very <laughs> <laughs> okay so there's the, the there's an audio snippet or uh or a bit more than a snippet i guess uh at the at the end of the show so stick around to the end folks and uh you know we'll keep the suspense running till then <laughs> exactly exactly ah dear but it, uh, everything anything else of, of any note uh that you'd like to to share with our audience or any more suspense you'd like to build uh, you know what i i think we should move on because I, I you know I'm quite excited about the thing that is suspenseful to me, and that's um, what we're going to do for the next assignment, because <laughs> I'm already what getting excited for this. Um, and after, uh, from you guys, mixed reviews of uh, my ability to choose assignments, I felt <laughs> that we should let, you know, pass that buck on. So, Aid, it's kind of fallen to you this time, hasn't it? Uh, well, I, in in the sense that I have offered uh, a couple of ideas, yeah. So <laughs> um, but I'm happy you. to go. I'm I'm happy to go next. So that that's all right. Yeah, I'm quite yeah quite happy to go next. So let's let's think about it. Let's talk it through, right? So so idea number one then. And I don't know. We haven't got actually um, a process for deciding this. So so have a think about which ones you both like as as I describe these, and we talk about them, and then we'll figure out uh, yeah which, which one we should try and do. Because um, I think they're they're it, it, um, the one that we don't choose right now is damn sure going to come back round again when it's my turn next. So, yep. <laughs> so it's not like you get out of it. It's just a timing difference we're voting for here, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, well, let's go for, for, for number one. So I had an idea for a thing called uh, uh, just a, what I'm calling night and day. Right. So um, and this is inspired by something that is probably quite uh, a la mode in the digital world. Um, and and I thought it would be interesting uh, to to take a, a creative and an analog uh, punt uh, at that, this kind of output and see where we get to because I think it'll be it'd be quite challenging perhaps to uh, envision it quite challenging perhaps to execute it and I thought that might um, might get the grey cells working 
Um, so uh, the, the th sort of thing I'm talking about is uh, you've both seen, I am sure, uh, on on the on the interwebs um, these time lapse uh, videos where you go through night and day. Yeah, you seen those? Yeah. And you've also probably seen what's quite, um, uh, again, quite fashionable at the moment is just a single still image, uh, but where it's shot through different times of day and it's blended. So part of the image is in daytime, part of it's in sunset, part of it's at night, that kind of thing. Seen those? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> Okay, so how do you do that in a single frame in analog? Yeah, help, how, <laughs> how? <laughs> so there's one. So, that, so that, hang that's on, the, hang on. That, you've just gone on to the next thing. You haven't given us any answers. No, 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 I haven't. I, I haven't gone on to the next thing. So, so I just say that that that's kind of the the idea or or the inspiration really is to say, okay, well, what would be an analog take on that? Because you can't really do. Well, you suppose you could do an analog time lapse. Um, and and stitch that together into a uh, into a time lapse movie. Um, mm. Would that really be making the most of the analog? Don't know. Up to you to decide. Uh, then uh, you could do. Uh, well, what else could we do? Uh, we could do uh, multiple shots. So one of the ideas I had was maybe do it like a, a, a triptych or something like that. Um, and uh, had a few thoughts around that um, mm. uh, as well. So you could have, uh, you could do a single, you could do a a single landscape shot. So it'd have to be a sort of a continuous landscape shot, make a single image, but maybe shoot it at different times a day or different parts of it at different times a day, and and, and blend those together somehow. Or or a triptych, which of course is is anything but a blend, but the you know, have to be shot with that in mind, as it were uh so yeah just 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 some thinking around it really would we be able to blend the shots digitally or would it all have to be analog is that the idea um well that is a good question rach and i you know this is not about making it massively hard so mm. it, you know i i think absolutely we'd be allowed to do digital post-production in some way okay. um it'd be it'd be nice to think that we didn't need to but yeah sure. yeah we could do or even analog post-production one day now i'm not mm -hmm. a, a darkroom person but mm -hmm. but you know the the idea that i had was, was uh sort of um it, it, if you think about how you make uh, how you do test strips mm. in a dark room to yeah. get the exposure, is there a way you could use that kind of technique, but possibly or, or masking on mm. a single print, mm. but with different necks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking no about layering. That. It, it sounds stupid. Yeah. It sounds stupid hard, but 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 can, is it even feasible? I don't yeah. know. But I was, yeah, just like off the top of my head, I was sort of thinking, oh. If you had, you know, like you say, maybe like three negatives or something, if they could be lay over each other just as a sort of slight, slight overlap on a little part of it and then to use some um, masking rather than sort of like creating your usually quite defined um, uh, lines on your test strip, you know, you could... Perhaps have one yeah, yes, area a fuzzy, a fuzzy mask, yeah, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. So, 
so mm. i i don't know as i can say so i'm not a dark room person but uh, that i i had thought about the concepts of making the concept of making test strips and seeing if you're or masking and see if you could play with something like that i thought it might be to make it slightly more achievable technically it you know uh having a single shot you know if you met mm. if you put the camera on a tripod and leave it there all day right and take the same shot exactly the same shot uh, at different times of the day then possibly you'll have something that's easier to blend because mm. you should you should be able to uh you, you you won't need to move the negs or you know, in setting your layers you wouldn't need to to make to, to try and get them to overlap properly they should just more naturally overlap but but again yeah. as i say it's it's interesting and i've been thinking about because i i want to you know again I, i'm thinking i want to do this with instant film so i've got a couple of ideas there but i i don't really know yet quite how i'm going to do it so i i think so. i i like i think there's um as you discussed there's a lots of given the theme of night and day and the sort of the general idea of wanting to use photography to show that transition um you've already mentioned quite a few ideas like the idea of using diptychs or triptychs or blending or double exposures or you know whatever it may be um i think there's there's a lot of ways that people could explore that try different things and um and yeah i absolutely i think you know keep it as broad as possible for people to interpret and try doing it however they they want to but i think yeah i think that could be I, I think that could be good fun i think there's i think the nice thing about that is that there there are um easier ways to try and achieve it like just doing um like doing diptychs um or triptychs that is open to anybody to try and do that mm. through to if you want to try and do double exposures or um you know do funky stuff in the dark room or using um you know screening off half the lens or something like that you know to crazy stuff like that um you could make it as complicated as you want to as always with photography so um so yeah that could be really good fun i like that idea a lot and it's a good cool. time. Winter's a good time for you to do it because the difference between night and day is quite short here in the. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fa- that's a fair point, and it, and and of course your 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 night time is not antisocial hours either because in the middle of the summer when the sun comes up at four a.m. <laughs> it's like it's a bit hard to get up and do a sunset. Yeah, when it's only just after a sunrise, I should say when it's only just after you've gone to bed. Yeah. So uh, you I mean, know the fact that. It sounds really stupid to say, but as the, as the you know, weeks and months wear on, the difference between oh it's day and oh it's night is gets quite short. <laughs> oh it's day, oh ten minutes later. Yes, there's also significantly less difference between night and day, <laughs> at least in this country. So it was quite it was quite dark today. It was so overcast today down here. It was it was quite there was quite uh, only only a small amount of ambient light even outdoors today. Um, so it was yeah one of those days where you have to have the car lights on when you're driving around in the daytime but there you go so uh yeah i mean that was that was uh one idea um mm-hmm. and uh yeah actually it's a good good point graham that, that coming into a winter time might be an easier time to do it so i don't know whether that's an argument for for doing it right now if we're going to kick this start this 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 assignment off now ish uh or whether it's an argument for doing it in about february or march time don't know okay it could work either way i guess but uh uh, have to see i guess we'll have to see mm-hmm. so that was idea number one um and uh, uh hopefully uh, it'll be challenging but also interesting to get the whole creativity side going right idea number two um which i think is uh for me is going to be a 
a hoot it's going to be it's going to be amazing right that it's going to be a great great fun great fun and this is right so this is collaboration um this is the, the, that's the idea collaboration well what i mean by that i don't mean that we become a, a a collective and we create a body of work together that is harmonious or 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 deliberately um con, uh, con, contrasty and what i mean is that we have to work together the three of us to produce one image Oh, well, Graham and I found that most difficult already, didn't we? <laughs> we had some issues when we were trying to do the double exposure challenge <laughs> for the negative <laughs> positives um, because we both, you know, I mean, how difficult is it to make a double exposure? Really, you would think not that difficult. However, we managed to mess it up <laughs> um, because I um, I shot... Um, Oh, actually, Graham, you shot yours first, didn't you? Yes. So you shot yours on uh, a camera which went from uh, top to bottom or um, when it was uh, using medium format. Um, and I shot mine on a bellows uh, camera, which meant that actually when I loaded it up, we ended up with our images that were at 90 degree angles to each other, <laughs> as opposed to uh, both being the right way, um, right way up, the same way up, shall we say. Because we thought we'd be really clever going with a square format, thinking, oh, well, there'll be no problems with that. (laughs) Little did we know. Well, so that that is interesting, isn't it? Because that's uh, you're still so you're creating one image between you. So it definitely fits the brief, Mm -hmm. although you are shooting separately and doing different things. Mm -hmm. And that's an interesting take on it because that's not where my head had gone. Oh, really? Um, So triple exposure was what I was thinking. But no, no, no. I I was I was thinking about actually uh being together like physically okay. being together yeah. the three of us and uh creating you know working through the creative process to to create uh, a single image um you know like uh, uh yeah like i, a I suppose assignment. yeah a group a group assignment but i suppose that maybe like a, a film director working with a director of photography or a cinematographer yeah. or something like that or the the artist that sprung to mind was gregory crudson who uh works uh, oh yeah you should if you if you don't know gregory crudson's work you you should look it up uh it's uh, c-r-e-w-d-s-o-n okay. um, and he works very much in the manner of to shoot still photographs but he works very much in the manner of a film director with a huge crew um and uh somebody told me recently he doesn't even press the shutter button <laughs> wow but he is but he is directing the making of the image and he is the the artist credited with the the the, the rights to the image i uh so uh but but he he works very much in a way that his his shots are very crafted they they look very much like they could be shot on the set of a film um uh, and sometimes they're you know a lot of the time they're indoors but sometimes they are you know sort of outdoors and you know, you're he's closing down roads and things like that to make an image it's um it's it's quite interesting quite interesting stuff actually uh definitely definitely one to, to to look at if if you don't know his work so that was that was the idea i had thought where we might actually physically get together and 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 talk to each other and work out what is the thing that we want to capture and i have no idea whether that would work or not but i thought it might be fun trying <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, absolutely i like the idea because i think it is one of those ideas that could be either a spectacular success or it could be like a um, spectacular disaster when you suddenly realise that th- three uh, photographers all, all pulling in different directions. <laughs> like, no, well, yeah, I, this. 
Yeah, I was thinking I could like make the pinhole camera or something and then you guys could, you know, one of you could direct and one of you could be in it. Maybe, yeah. There's not supposed to be lots and lots of hard and fast rules with these ideas of mine. At least that's not the way I'm envisaging it. It's it's what we want to express, so, yeah. or not, not what we want it, what what we feel like, you know, creatively. So yeah, we could do it. We could take turns. We could say actually, we're going to create three images. One, you know, um, yeah, you know, one of us be the director in each shot. You know, yeah. and, and and but still have the creative influence together. You know, and and see what we come up with. See if we can come up with. I'm I'm interested because I I tend to when I when I work when I work on a shot, I tend to have a mental image. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my challenge is to my challenge is is both technical and creative. But it, often the the creative bit when I work on a shot is. It's kind of there, and so I, I'm curious as to what it would be like to try and communicate that it, mental image to you guys, and what you would and what you would bring to it, which would make it different and better and enhanced, and and where we might end up if we we all try to do that. So maybe we could set ourselves a, a theme or something like that, or, or 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 specify a location or a type of shot or something like that, and then work together to see what we make out of it. Mm. Um, I think that's a great idea. And also, I mean, I think that'd be a real fun thing for us to do. But and also, I think that within collaboration, there is also a, a, a world of stuff that people can also try that isn't necessarily just that thing. I think, um, I mean, Rach, you mentioned about doing sort of the double exposures where one person shoots a roll and another person um, then mm-hmm. shoots similar. That could be fun, although th- that mm-hmm. can be pretty hit and miss, uh, I think, as we very much <laughs> discovered. But um, I, you know, I think there's, you know, I, I think you could maybe do something where you work with somebody and maybe you you both write something do a piece of writing or poetry or you find or you you find something that's meaningful to you and you send that to the other person and give them that to interpret or or this it could be anything but i i I like the idea of working with another individual or or with a group to produce something um that is um you know is not just oh i've taken pictures and and just working on a theme but something where you've both brought something into an element into it so that the whole is a combination of both people's work i think that's Mm. um uh, yeah i think that's nothing where i would love to see what people could do with it um yeah or even you know like the idea that um somebody you know makes the image or takes the image and then the other person prints the image or something you know that's yeah equally you know or, or or then the third person interprets that final negative in some way i don't know there's there's other ways around creating that as well isn't it that you're still working yeah. together um, totally you know so lots of ideas Ooh, very exciting they're all sound ace yeah well uh, it, uh yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it actually it's uh whichever one we do um i and and uh, both both of them uh, are exciting and fill me with dread <laughs> <laughs> as does life right <laughs> uh, yeah yeah more or less yeah this yeah is no, why we it, do it. It, it's they don't they don't fill me with dread but i just think so because i i'm deliberately choosing some things that might be challenging to organize let's say yeah, so sure. you know uh because you know let's say you have to take the same shot uh you know, at Five, you know, uh, three or four times throughout a day or, or, or over a period of days so that you can make your night and day shot well that requires a little bit of organisation doesn't it I mean mm. yes you could put a tripod 
at your back door and shoot your back garden um uh, and that would be relatively straightforward but um unless you've got a better back garden than me <laughs> it's not going to be the most interesting of shots um so you know where what you're gonna to have to think through where you're gonna go make time to do it you know what what do you what is it you want to shoot what, what do you do if you uh, don't have a back garden i live in liverpool though. <laughs> uh, well, you, you, have, you have lots of parks and stuff and That's you've got true. lots of fa- famous if iconic we, if we landscapes can class that as and buildings. my garden then awesome yeah, what if you get you could uh, you could cross the river and take a, a a photo of the Liverpool skyline? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought we were talking specifically about gardens. I was like, oh no, That's no, sorry, I'm, no, no. Well, um, no, yeah, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah, never mind. You've got a street. You live on a street, don't you? I do. I do. Well, there you street. go. So you could take a picture down your street uh, okay. uh, the night and day. Um, it, 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 so yeah, there, there, there uh, were some there was that no would specific be... thing that it had to be about a garden. It was just that it could be night and day. Across yes. Anything. Yes. Gotcha. It doesn't. No, okay. Yes. No. The point was is that the point was is that if you just take a photograph of your back garden, yeah. it's not necessarily very adventurous. It would oh, fit I the see. it would fit the brief, but are you going to get a particularly adventurous shot? Okay. Um, sorry. Just to explain. Sorry. My Skype keeps disappearing in and out, so um, I'm missing nah. parts of the conversation. So apologies if <laughs> that sounded very bizarre, <laughs> and the listeners are all thinking, "What on earth is she on about?" Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I must have missed a chunk of, of Sorry, what you were actually H. saying, Aid. Apologies. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't, no the, the garden thing was just an example. It's oh, not I see. Part, it's okay, not part gotcha. of the brief. It doesn't, okay. yes. Especially okay. if you don't have a garden. That would be a little, <laughs> that would be a little yeah. unkind. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah. yeah, Graham has plenty of gardens, though. So I do have true. plenty of gardens. An abundance, a great many gardens. An abundance of garden. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, increasingly, as uh, at this time of year, uh, well, uh, certainly over the next month or so, I will find myself in them in, in daylight and nighttime. But, um, you know, that's, yeah, there's a possibility for me. It's definitely easy for me to stick a tripod there, go, right, I'll take a picture now. And, but I think, they, uh, yeah, I think, I think you could, with, with both of those things, like I said a minute ago, you could either do it fairly simply and get really mm-hmm. fun results, or you could go to some great... I'm just imagining, and I'm not imagining that I'm going to do this, but imagine a stitched panorama that goes from mm-hmm. night to day, as you know, somebody just, yeah. stand and just like, as he, oh man. Please That's somebody. what I was thinking, oh my goodness, like trying to actually do that? Wow. Well, just yeah. spend 20, just, well, not 24 hours, but you know, I don't know, 12 hours just stood in the same place. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. As long as, as long as it was near a pub, it'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Come out of it. Um, <laughs> I, I really like both of these ideas. And we were kind of going to... Our original plan was, we'll talk about it, then we'll decide which one we're going to do. But I I think maybe we ought to... We tried this last time, and it was a whopping fail. And actually, here's an object lesson, listeners. Last time we asked for your opinion, you didn't give it, and you got self-portraits. So... <laughs> <laughs> you've so, got Lub- L- Lubitel baby <laughs> you've got Lubitel baby exactly <laughs> that's what happens when you don't get involved you get Lubitel yeah. baby um, so I think it would be great if maybe n- now that listeners have heard the, sort of the two potential ideas and hopefully it's got them thinking about what they could do and what they might be inspired to do give us some feedback let us know what you think you would let's like do some please. polls let's do some social media polls <laughs> yes. let's do some polls right. okay well we might do some polls and we'll do some social media polls somebody will do some social media polls probably well yeah I don't control any of our social media channels <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm quite, well aware. Aware. <laughs> I'm quite, quite happy to quite happy to suggest that somebody else does some stuff um, but I don't, I don't I have no idea if you can do this on Instagram because I don't really do Instagram but um, on Twitter it's dead easy right you, it's, it's just a special tweet 
yeah. uh, and uh, and it's very easy to do. So at the very least, we can do a poll on Twitter. Yeah, okay. You can well, do it on Twitter we'll... and on Facebook, I believe. So yeah, we can. We'll do a special poll. It'll be very special. (laughs) Um, But if you don't see it, if you happen to miss the special poll, if you're not on one of the social networks or (laughs) on the slimmest of chances, it just doesn't get done, um, then, you know, do tweet (laughs) us or email us or just let us know. Um, That's always good as well. Just just give us us some idea. But yeah, we will do a special tweet. So you 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 can do the tweet, Graham, because I, I know you can do you you do the twitters, and I saw that today you were insulting <laughs> our friend Paul. So <laughs> that's what twitters for. What were you saying about Paul? I I, I can't remember. I'm sure it was very okay. complimentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so okay, yes. So so uh, thank you for taking that action, Graham. Right, next point <laughs> on the agenda. <laughs> Uh, next point in the agenda. Uh, well, I think we should go over to Rach to do yeah. this next one, actually, oh. uh, because because uh, because it was Rach uh, that that um, that sorted this out, this part of the conversation out. So, uh, Rach, over to you. Who have we just been speaking to? Oh, sorry. Right. Yes, uh, I was trying to work out which bit we were talking about. Oh, we've just the show, had... the show notes, Rach. The show notes, Rach. I've got it. I've got it. I know now. it's unusual that we have. Yeah, show I know. Notes, but... <laughs> I was most surprised. Uh, yeah, so um, we literally just had a conversation just before we started recording um, with the lovely Marwan uh, from Photo Classic. Um, if you remember, listeners who uh, were with us a few weeks ago, Aid and I actually had chance to have a chat with uh, Marwan and Karis uh, from Photo Classic uh, to find out a little bit more about the analogue uh, magazine if you like for want of a better word it's more like a, a coffee table publication really um a, a bit more about them as um as a publication um uh, on analog photography uh, but they also have a lab and they do workshops and and all these sorts of things so um marvin uh, got in touch and he actually sent over a little video showing the uh, printing press uh whirring away and it looks like their new uh edition if you like the new um issue is going to be coming out very soon uh, so the people who kick-started them at the beginning i believe um have they've now fulfilled the final part or will be fulfilling the final part of the kickstarter um so to make sure that they don't end up missing out the people who have who originally kickstarted and have so far received three issues um this will be the fourth issue you want to make sure that you're starting to extend your subscription from now so that you don't miss out on the future copies it looks amazing Mm, yeah, looking forward to seeing that actually. Mm. Um, uh, and it was great to talk to Martin. He's full of ideas, isn't he? He really is, absolutely. <laughs> um, and uh, Graham, it was the first time you got a chance to chat to him as well, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Lovely chap. Lovely chap. Yeah. And uh, if anybody, any of our listeners are interested, obviously, um, Photo Classic uh, are on all the social medias. And you can find more about the publications and notifications, I'm sure, about when it'll actually be in in stores and with retailers uh photo classic which is k-l-a-s-s-i-k hyphen international.com uh, forward slash shop 
Yes, like. absolutely. The international one being the English language one. If, for any of our, for any of our listeners who are, uh, or who are, or who speak, uh, or who read, I suppose more importantly, um, German, there is the, of course, the German version as well, which is uh, the. I, I, I get. I don't know whether they think of it as the parent or or the or the sibling uh, publication, but uh, I think that's where they started out, wasn't it, with the German language that's publication? Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. great, great to talk to Marwin, um, and uh, yeah, have have. Look out for that uh, coming soon, um, and because it's going to be it's going to be good, and uh, I suspect it's going to be big and thick and full of pictures as well. But yes, <laughs> some fantastic articles in there. Absolutely, that longer form conversation that we don't always get chance to uh, to have um, on social media. So uh, be really nice to to read that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, right. Moving on, we got because we have got a, well, not not many things left on the list, but this is a bit of a a magazine show this week, isn't it? In the sense <laughs> that we've got many, we've got multiple things to talk about and and to work through rather than one single topic. Uh, and and we the next talk one, about magazine as well. So, uh, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, okay, yes, good, good point. Sorry, yes, uh, I hadn't meant it in that sense, but you're absolutely correct, uh, as always. It's like we planned um, it, but as always. <laughs> hang on, <laughs> you can't say that to Graham. <laughs> put it on a t-shirt <laughs> yeah well yeah, well i mean he thinks it it's all i'm doing is confirming his bias aren't i yeah, so it's, it's 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 okay it's all right i think everybody every, everybody who's listening knows that there was a, a little edge to the way i was saying it but there we go. <laughs> i did hear it. it sounded very sincere to me exactly exactly and then you know what they say sincerity if you can fake that you've got it made right and <laughs> um, Moving on, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Graham, next next one is one of yours, I think. Um, how, how are we going to talk about this? Have we talked about this before? I can't remember. Uh, we we kind of um, yeah, te- mentioned t- tentatively it mentioned it last week um, and said that we were going to put a post up on coffee, which we have done. And we've had some feedback from um, some people and hopefully some people who have seen it, maybe not left comments, but hopefully a few people have seen it now. So, um yeah, I think we just want to talk about our idea for what we want to do with some of our some of our coffee donations, really, don't we? Um, yeah. And yes. So un- under the title of Sunny Sixteen Presents. Yeah. Um, so what our idea is um, is we would like to create a home for creative audio content, which doesn't currently have a great place to be so we know that there are lots of great analog photography podcasts out there um more than there ever were before and it's fantastic uh, and I, I listen to an awful lot of them and i think they're all wonderful but the thing with podcasts is they're a, an incredible commitment <laughs> that we're on the show 168 mm. they're an incredible commitment and that's <laughs> and so that really narrows down the kind of the, the field of people who might want to get involved with them because you might have a, a good idea for something but you might not want to do it every week um and also, we know that there are loads of people creating great one-off pieces and articles for websites like 35MMC and Immulsive and Cosmo and all the other places out there. Um, but if you're like me and you're not very good at going to websites and reading stuff, but I love listening to stuff, I would just really like a place to be where that kind of content, the kind of um, one-off articles that people prepare on all manner of subjects, could maybe have a home somewhere audio. So if people have got an idea, think, oh, I'd like to record something, put a show together talking about this one specific thing, um, but I wouldn't want to do that every week and I've only got this one idea, then we'd like to provide a home for that 
and that's what we're thinking that Sunny 16 Presents could be. So it would be a new podcast feed because, frankly, we just don't want to put everything on one feed because then that would make the Sunny 16 feed unmanageable and people just wouldn't Cluttered get to Cluttered and it. people get confused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and invite people to get in touch with us and say, we've got, you know, I've got an idea. This is what I'd like to do. Give a, a pitch their idea for us. And then um, we would obviously have a conversation and we would work with them to produce something that was a good thing to put on the feed. And then that's what that feed would primarily be for. Um, yeah, that's kind of the long and short of it, isn't it? I'd say that was the long of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think you're absolutely, it's great. I mean, as you say, there's lots of stuff out there, the the, the one-offs, the the occasionals, the, you know, the things that people have got. And, and, you know, more and more we're adding snippets to the end of the Sunny 16 shows mm. um, because people have submitted stuff, which is fantastic, uh, you know, and, you know, it, all of that uh all of those things are also candidates to 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 get their own slot in on the new channel you know and be a publication publication broadcast or simply just podcast a podcast on the on the new channel yeah Uh, absolutely yeah and and also there are bits of material that we produce that could Mm do like recently um there was the full interview that i did with um liz matiacic which in the end, I just shared a link from Google because I didn't want to put it, you know, we'd already included part of it in the podcast episode. So I didn't want to put the whole interview on the podcast feed as well. I was like, ah, but it would be great. You know, that we could put on there. Rachel has got mm-hmm. an extended interview um, with Rose Team B, um, which again, we're just, we need a home for stuff like that to go. So it would also be including stuff that we produce. Um, it feels like... Um uh, I don't know if this is is also what you were thinking, Greg, but um, more that it'll be there as a kind of archive of um, various different uh, various different topics, different themes, different ideas, things that people would like to have a slightly longer conversation about or or discuss um, uh, around that, and uh, and for it to be there as a kind of record of of that thought or topic at the time, as opposed to it being uh, necessarily like a, a um, uh, a, a chronological series if you like um with news and things anything that's sort of like time stamped or dated you know that kind of thing it's not really about that it's more about the idea of how you approach some element of analog photography yeah absolutely um i mean one of the because we have had some feedback from the post we posted on coffee which has been fantastic mm-hmm. thank you very much to everyone um who has uh, taken the time to um, respond on there and um and everyone said yeah we like the sound of this um but the one thing that's been consistent is them saying you know we would like it, it we would want it to be curated and not just rambling off topic conversation so mm. no i think you're absolutely right rachel we are, what we're looking for content wise it is not any specific topic or theme but we want it to be well thought out material well presented and we would obviously work with yeah. people to make sure that it, it is that um but uh but yeah it would be different voices you know it would be so it may be that some of it would be of interest to you and and it might be a topic that is completely not interest it might be um some artsy fartsy stuff which is anathema to some uh but um uh but you know essentially we just we want to see if there is a need 
mm-hmm. for this. Um, and if people, you know, at, at the end of the day, the content will be good if we can get people who have good ideas and who want to do this. And maybe, maybe yeah. we won't, but we kind of... We wanted to make it a bit more accessible, right? And and it gives the option, hopefully, to people who, as you said earlier, Graham, it's not about um, having the commitment of running a podcast, you know, full time or, you know, putting out a show once a week or every couple of weeks or anything like that. But if there's something you think, actually, this is something I'd like to talk about um, and maybe... I find it difficult to write, you know, a blog post or something. Perhaps this is an easy way where you can simply, you know, record um, on your phone or what have you in a nice quiet space so that you've got a good quality recording and get that out there and get those thoughts out there and being shared. Um, So it's kind of hoping to sort of level the playing field and make it feel like anybody can have that voice. So we wanted to offer that opportunity for for people to to do that in a considered way, as you say. You know, um, I think the idea is that we'll maybe set up some way of um, creating maybe through like a Google Forms or what have you, um, where where you've got the opportunity to, um, you know, uh, write your pitch for uh, whatever topic it is that you'd like to discuss. Yeah, yeah. We aren't going to launch this immediately for obvious reasons. Number one being we don't have anything to go on it as yet, <laughs> which is a good reason. Um, so we'd love to hear more feedback on the idea. We'd also yeah. love to hear from you if you think you would like to get involved with doing something for it. Um, and um, and we're going to kind of go from there, really. But we just wanted to put this idea out into the wild a bit more widely and mm-hmm. uh, see what people's feelings were on it, I think. Yeah. And absolutely, you know, um, going through through coffee and asking for input. Basically, we want your ideas, whether this is something you would be interested in hearing and or contributing to. So that yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. And it probably gives us a good opportunity, actually, to, to just make make the link uh, that, you know, it is the donations from listeners um, uh, that, that make this possible. So, you know, thank thank you to all of those uh, of you out there who do contribute uh, and buy us a cup of coffee uh, uh, every month or, or, or even just as a one off. Um, it, it is all um, it, it is all being fed back into making more content for the Sunny 16 podcast. And, and this is one of the expressions of that. So, you know, thank thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope I hope you enjoy what we're doing with it. And if not, please shout. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, it's. I think we're making a you know a reasonable amount of work for ourselves doing this. If you're not interested, please tell us, and we won't yes. do that. Yes. <laughs> we, we will yeah. save ourselves the trouble. <laughs> That's a, a very good point, Graham. <laughs> yes, it's it's all about us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, of course it's not all about us. But this is yeah, it's an investment of our time, uh, an investment of the the money that has been donated by Sunny Sixteen listeners uh to 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 make you know to make more great content and to give a chance for new voices to be heard so you know please please um you know contribute if you'd like to and and let us know what you think through feedback as as well all right okay well is that uh, that's 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 all we've got to say about that for the moment isn't it so uh, yeah i i think uh watch this space we'll we'll no doubt have an amazing launch party at the top of the shard or something (laughs) like that um (laughs) Uh, or maybe not. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe just, maybe the coffee donations are really going to have to take a significant leap to make that happen. <laughs> I mean, 
uh, I was just going to say, actually, looking at uh, looking at the show notes, um, there's uh, something that we can lead into, really. Um, uh, Graham, perhaps you can uh, take us to that next, the next point. Yeah, actually, before I do, Rach, can I just double check? Because there's one thing on our show notes I don't know what it is for. <laughs> the, the bit at the bottom, what's that about, Rach? Because I'm guessing you added Oh, that's, that's me. What what is that then? Do you want to talk about that? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, so uh, it was just a. Uh, is there any other business before we close the show? Uh, as Age usually asks, so I thought I'd I'd mention it there. Yeah, basically, I'm going to be delivering some uh, workshops at the Good Life Festival experience uh, over the weekend. So I just wanted to mention that uh, mention that. And if anybody has tickets to that fantastic festival, I would love to see you there. Cool. Where's that then, Rach? It's in Harden, which is uh, North Wales. Um, oh, right. And, uh, it's at Harden Castle. It's uh, one of the um, pretty uh, big festivals that I've wanted to uh, uh, to take part in for several years. So I'm absolutely thrilled that uh, they've uh, yeah they've asked me to come along and deliver uh, vintage photography workshops this year. So uh, I'm going to be in the Army of Makers tent and uh, and delivering various things there from. Victorian sun print and pinhole uh, viewer making, and I'm also going to be running some analog uh, photo walks. So, uh, with the the wonderful Ilford, um, have uh, uh, are going to be providing uh, film for that, which is amazing. So, cool. uh, yeah, uh, massive shout out to them, um, and specifically Michelle to say thank you very much for uh, for providing that opportunity, and uh, also a big thank you to Graham, my co-host, um, who is currently sending over some cameras. <laughs> yeah, you have a box uh, of cameras, well. a box of On very old vintage, a, a box, box of boxes, of boxes. <laughs> coming winging its way towards you right now, Rachel. Yes. So I'm really excited to be able to do that. And if anybody is interested in uh, the festival, uh, this is now in its sixth year um, and getting bigger and better all the time. Um, it's the it's called thegoodlifeexperience.co.uk and if you go forward slash makers, you will find, scroll down and find me. There you go. Everyone I, do I, I, I'm looking at your entry now. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank you very yeah. much. Well, I hope you enjoy it, Rach. I hope it goes well. Um, Thank and, you. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a really fun weekend. Yeah, can't wait. It's going to be brilliant. Um, so I'll be going along to set up on uh, Wednesday and it officially opens Thursday afternoon. And most of the uh, programme is happening the Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So there's a whole host of things that will be um, going on there. It's um, It was founded by um, Karis Matthews. I don't know if you know of her, the musician. I was going to say, I think, <laughs> I, yes, but not, not in that context. But I do know the name, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, it's a fantastic uh, festival. And like I say, if anybody has tickets and is happening to go along, then please come along and find me. It would be really lovely to see you. And if not, maybe one for next year or follow along online. Great. I Good stuff. A lot of fun. Wish I was close enough to come along and join in with that stuff because you're doing cyanotypes <laughs> and pictures with... Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good day. Yeah. Uh, I hope you have Rachel. sunshine, Rach, although you Thank are in you. North Wales. So well, that dice roll, not, not great. Either way, either way. There'll be lovely <laughs> food, there'll be wild swimming, there'll be castle walks, all sorts of fun things going on. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, right. Well, that, that, so um, back back to you then, Graham, I think, because I think this, we're getting towards the end of our, uh, our list here, haven't we? So We are. So, I mean, I well, I think probably the best thing is if I let people know what they can look forward to hearing uh, once we stop um, yammering on at them. So um, 
after we've finished talking, we have uh, the and did we mention this? Oh, no, we didn't. We have an essay. I don't think we did. Didn't okay. Well, uh, so um, Christian Strauff, the wonderful Christian Strauff, uh, some weeks ago sent us in an audio essay that he has put together on using analog photography as an educational tool um and it's great i've listened to it uh, which is good um obviously um and it's a really nice example um you know of the sort of thing that we've struggled to find a good home for up until now other than just tagging it on the end of podcasts um but maybe the new feed could be for this kind of thing so um that's wonderful. Thank you so much to Christian for sending that in. So that will be up next. I've uh, also got the uh, slightly more um, out and about audio from my uh, chat and stroll around the village with um, NASA Hussein. Not God, <laughs> not NASA nope. Hussein. Uh, I will forever say that. NASA Hamid. Sorry, NASA. Not that sorry, but sorry. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, more stuff to listen to. Uh, but um, I think that's so us yeah, for this week, isn't it? It's kind of a Sunny 16 present sort of here's one we made earlier, thanks <laughs> yeah. to uh, Christian Strauff, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> so a good point, Rach. It is, isn't it? Yes, a little, little taster of things to come. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah. If you uh, have a little listen to it and if you're inspired and think, oh, yes, I could do a similar kind of audio essay, then uh, please uh, let us know uh, your thoughts on that as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully be able to do that um in the future yeah absolutely absolutely okay well i think that i think that probably takes us pretty much to the end of the show and unless there is any any other business any other, other no never mind there's been so much business <laughs> <laughs> actually okay. i suppose the, the one thing i should say is <laughs> having just said um is as a alluded to earlier um i did briefly appear on uh the classic lenses podcast this week which will be out as you listen to this because they come out earlier in the week than us um and they are running a fun competition a fun haiku competition at the moment um so if that sounds like the kind of nonsense you'd like to get involved with um, and who doesn't want to get involved with haiku nonsense then have a listen to that show this week is it a photographic haiku? How does that work? I'm just just trying to think that myself. And I, I <laughs> no, it's can't... very much just a haiku haiku. Oh, okay. You <laughs> no photograph needed. Just write. See, they want words, not images. Okay. Yes, they they came to the perhaps quite wise um, idea that maybe having a competition that wasn't based around photographs might be easier to do on a podcast. <laughs> well, that's uh, there's a lesson in that for all of us somewhere. If only I could spot it. Yeah, <laughs> live and don't learn. That's my motto. <laughs> Okay, right. Well, I tell you what, uh, I think we're done. Um, uh, So uh, I think what we'll do is we'll say we have been uh, the Sunny 16 podcast and we are on the internet, I believe. Um, Check out Graham's Twitter poll. Uh, And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, no, that's a real thing, Rach. Don't laugh. Um, and and uh, yeah, we we are the Sunny Sixteen podcast. Uh, anywhere you can find us on the internet, um, start off with our website. That's always the best place to go. Uh, Sunny Sixteen Podcast dot com, and links to other things are available there, um, including our recent self portraits. If you'd like to, if you're new to the show and you haven't got a mental image of us, well, the self portraits are there. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> step <Content> carefully. <laughs> There's also. Um, uh, just just in reference to obviously what we've been talking about today uh, there's the post that graham put up which is titled we want your input so if you want to have a little read through that as well it'll tell you more or less what we've uh, been talking about today as well 
Good I, point, I will Rach. try and stick that up actually on the website as well. <laughs> Seems like That'll it might be, be a good idea. <laughs> yes, because that, that, that post at the moment, I think, is on is just on the, the coffee site, isn't it? So yes, it co- is. So that's coffee.com, K-O-F-I uh, dot com, or K-O hyphen F-I, I think, slash yes. Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, and uh, whilst you're there reading the post, uh, don't feel constrained from giving us a little donation because it all helps, uh, as, as we've just described. Uh, and uh, yeah, that'll be us on the internet uh we will play you out now so before don't don't not listen to the music because we go through the music uh and at the other side of the music will be all of the extra bits that graham has been teasing throughout the show today um uh the music of course is rachel's band rocker uh and you can get their album promises i should have kept on itunes on spotify on amazon on uh is itunes still called itunes or should we call it apple music these days i don't know is that a thing? I'm not sure. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, get got sidetracked there. But go get Rachel's. Uh, go get Rachel's album as well because it's oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has been an honour and a privilege to talk to you all as always. Uh, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is uh, Christian Strauff and I'm a listener of the Sunny 16 podcast, obviously. After feeling rather sorry for the Sunnies due to the lack of letters in um, uh, two, two episodes of Backing Paper ago, I asked Rachel if the listeners of the podcast as well as its hosts would be interested in a really short essay. My intention was to write something up and ask Graham to read it. I don't know whether Rachel felt sorry for Graham or wanted to expose listeners to English with a German accent. Whatever it was, she asked me to record this short piece, so here we go. The title is Why We Should Teach Analog Photography to Children. Please excuse any mistakes that I make in terms of vocabulary or grammar. Also, this is all just my opinion. If you feel or think differently, that's perfectly fine and I'd really like to hear your thoughts. I have a six-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son, so I have ample chance to test the uh, photography theories on them that I'll be talking about. And when I say kids in this little essay, I not only mean daughters and sons. It could just as well be granddaughter or grandson or niece or nephew or whatever. I'm sure you know what I mean. First, let me say something really important. It's a very bad idea to force analog photography on your children just because it's your favorite hobby. You'll basically kill any spark of creativity and any interest in photography if you do that. If your kid doesn't show any interest when you're taking photos, I'd say leave it at that. In my experience, most young kids are so curious that at some point they'll want to know what you're doing if they see you with a camera. It's just a matter of occasion. And talking about occasion, most parents with young kids know that when you go for a walk, it's more like going for a wait, because you'll be waiting for your kids who pick up sticks or leaves or explore the surroundings. My wife and I take advantage of this fact by taking our cameras with us and by using the waiting periods for taking photos. Uh, But also, since the kids are in exploration mode during such walks, they'll almost certainly start asking what you're doing with the camera and that's the occasion when you try to introduce your kids into photography try telling them what you're taking photos of and tell them what you're looking for 
and let them look through the viewfinder and when you think they are ready ask your kids if they'd like to take photos themselves that's how my daughter got into photography and how my son also showed an interest soon after her my daughter started um, analog photography with a 60 year old box camera that i got her for around eight quid now we've covered the matter of occasion and so far we've only talked about photography in general so let's look at the more interesting question of why you should introduce your kids to analog photography. The answer consists of three different main aspects in my eyes. The first aspect is the relationship with the camera itself. This doesn't mean that I want to teach my kids to get emotionally attached to material things. Um, in the Western society there's an abundance of toys and material things which I often find very annoying. However, Analog photography and analog cameras in particular actually foil this trend. Almost all analog cameras are older than my kids and hardly any new analog cameras are made. We need to take care of the cameras that we have and I find this a very valuable lesson. A box camera like my daughter's might not be expensive but it's still worth preserving. There's no endless supply. And to my surprise, my five-year-old and now six-year-old uh, daughter was able to understand this fact from the beginning. She takes care of her camera and tries to treat it well. It certainly helps that I customized her camera by painting it the color of her choice. And <laughs> that's uh, why the Altissa Periscope is now called the Pinkiscope. Uh, but that's a story for another time. What I'm trying to say is this. Having your own vintage box camera is pretty special. Giving it a personal touch like a nice strap or something similar helps to give it value beyond monetary value and you can be sure that your kids will recognize this value. So that this is the first aspect. The second aspect is creating a counter trend to instant gratification. In our western world we can mostly get whatever we want whenever we want it and whether we want it or not our kids are exposed to this experience a lot. Unfortunately, this trend is also visible in the field of photography. Today you can take a picture and immediately see the result. You can take it with your mobile phone and share it instantly on social media. And while um, I think that social media and digital photography has its place and value, I'm still convinced that it's important to show our kids that there's more than that. This is where analog photography really helps. The process between taking a picture and actually holding it in your hands is a long one and it needs work. But it's also miraculous and, and adventurous. It adds suspense to the process of taking a picture and I observe how my kids look forward to seeing the developed film and the final image. And it's nice to see um, how they develop patience through that. They know that they can immediately look at a photo taken with a mobile phone but they also know that this is not the case with film and it's actually okay for them to not always have instant gratification. That surely is a valuable lesson and that's the second aspect. The third aspect is the value of an image and in my eyes I think this is uh, the most important aspect. While a hundred years ago a photograph was something special and valuable, this in the minds of most people is not the case today people today think that everybody is a photographer 
we all know how far this is from the truth, but due to this misconception, an image degenerates into a mass product in the minds of people today. It also doesn't help that everybody snaps away photos with their mobile phones that they hardly ever look at again. All in all, images aren't considered valuable anymore. And that's a real pity. There are so many fantastic photos out there, but they are merely consumed on platforms like Instagram. Don't get me wrong, Instagram has its uses, but it generally doesn't help with giving value to an image. And how can it? I mean, you look at it on a mobile phone mostly, and that's not the way to look at an image properly, I think. Film, on the other hand, is a limited commodity. If I take a roll of 120 film on a photo walk with my daughter, she knows exactly that she only has 12 shots. And Daddy doesn't bring a secret stash of more film. Film costs money, so if the film is exposed, that's it. And you know what? She automatically started to think about each and every shot. When your kid considers a composition, this is the moment when you can talk to your kid and ask what he or she likes about a scene and why he or she thinks that it's worth taking a photo of. I try to be careful not to induce some sort of bias on my daughter when she discusses a composition with me, unless she specifically asks for advice, and that's not always easy, I have to admit. And also, be prepared that your kid may snap away 12 shots of um, 120 film within five minutes, but that's okay too. That's the moment when you teach um, them the concept of when it's gone, it's gone. But there's not only a benefit for your kid. You probably know the saying, seeing the world through a child's eyes. Well, with photography you can. Let your kid surprise you. Sometimes my daughter comes home with more keepers than I do. I'm often surprised about the details that she sees and about the compositions that she finds. So as a bonus, you will not only learn about compositions that you yourself wouldn't have dreamt of, but you also get to know your kid better. You'll learn what he or she likes and finds beautiful or interesting. The resulting pictures will have a value for you and your kids due to that. Your kid knows that it has carefully composed a photo and it shows something that he or she found interesting and this image is preserved on film, probably for a longer time than most digital images. Um, in my experience, kids start looking at other people's photos differently if they take analog photos. They try to figure out what the photographer thought and they start to appreciate looking at the world around them. They start to see beauty or things that are interesting. So beyond giving an image value, it trains them to look at the world with different eyes and open minds. And that's the third and in my eyes most important aspect of teaching analog photography to kids. So I've been talking about children so far, but if you have a teen or a twin who is interested in analog photography, that's fine too. I'm pretty sure that most lessons men uh, me I, that I mentioned apply to them as well. So. Thanks for listening to me rambling and thanks to Rachel, Aid and Graham for the lovely show. And since I've probably embarrassed myself with my German accent, I'd still like to help out with my native German speaking skills to let you know that it's not Roly, it's Rollei.
so whenever you cr come across that lovely camera brand maybe you remember and yeah cheers thank you for the really great show again and um yeah love you guys bye Well, this is a beautiful rural idyllic scene. Um, I'm here, not for the first time, in the churchyard at Bampton on a lovely summer's afternoon, following up on a previous conversation I had with a very fine gentleman um, who said he would come out to Bampton to find all the, to find all the stuff to shoot around here that I just can't see. And that gentleman is, of course, Mr. Nasser Hamid. Nasser. Welcome to Bampton. Oh, thank you very much. Um, you're putting together your camera, which is one pretty funky looking box. What am I looking at here? I'm looking at a, a Graflex Super D, which is a, a, a 5.4 SLR, which was designed as a, a press camera back in the day. So once I get this lens fitted in. It is a oh, massive yeah, box. So, that, but, but this looks like to a uh, labels you. It looks like a really big box brownie, except that there's a big hole in the front where you put a proper four by five lens in. Um, so this has got okay. So he's just I can see now through the back. So there is, as the name would suggest, a, a mirror in the back. Um, so the lens itself, although your lens does have a shutter in it, but it doesn't need no, to have a shutter. No, the shutter is in the back of the body. Okay. It's a focal plane shutter that you um, you tension a spring in the back. Yeah. So based on the shutter speed you want, you choose a, a letter. Um, you so choose, hang on, based on the shutter speed you want, you choose a letter. Yeah, see the letter in that little window? A, which stands for? That'll give me a thirtieth of a second. Okay. But if I wanted a ninety-fifth... Common shutter speed. Yep. I'd tension it to B. Yeah. And then a hundred and eightieth, I'd tension it to to see okay and then when i fire the the shutter you'll hear a big clunk yeah so that if you come around the back i'll show you that's the yeah the shutter curtain yeah so it's on a long strip um and if i wind this slowly you, you'll see the the slit for the shutter speed so depending on the shutter speed you choose, that slit is either wider or narrower. Oh, right. Okay. So it, it is just a, a slit passing in front exactly. of the film. Yeah. And a narrow slit means a shorter shutter speed, exactly. a wider. So the, when I press the shutter, watch this, it'll, it'll drop. Oh, awesome. So, so the curtain's always moving at the same speed. It's just, that's brilliant. It is. So how old is this camera? Uh, oh, I don't know, 30s or 40s, I think. And you had it since new? <laughs> no. No, I bought it um, from eBay. It came from the States. Yeah. But I had it um, serviced by somebody out there. Yeah. Which is why, um, so if you look on here, there's a, a, a plate with all of the advertised shutter speeds. Yeah. Um, and these are now the real shutter speeds. Yeah. After the the shot has been tested because it's so old. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not quite as optimistic. No, and there is a, a tensioning knob here which um, gives you a low tension and high tension. Yeah. So if you go to high, then in theory you get much faster shutter speeds. But um, 
I can't I've imagine got, with something from the 30s or 40s. I'm not, I'm not going to put that on high. high tension doesn't seem like something <laughs> you want. I've got a different one of these and um, it, it broke when I... It, it worked on high for a while and then yeah, eventually it broke. Yeah. yeah. And why did you bring this one with you today? Um, just because I thought I'd bring something different that you probably haven't seen. Yeah. Um, and also because it's much quicker to use than a... Um, yeah, dark cloth type. Yeah, yeah. Non SLR medium format. So that brings me to my next question with this camera: How do you focus it? Ah, show you. And frame it because there's no ground glass. Ah, oh. oh, okay. Oh, it's got a chimney. Yeah. So we go. Look, look down there. Okay. So this is like that. Wonderful. And then we can just tilt it up like that. So one of the things that I had done when I had it serviced was I had the uh, so that is a ground glass, and yeah. there is a ground glass on the back here, actually, behind this hood. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of counterintuitive if you're going to use that yeah. one, then you can't focus here. Yeah, so with this, you're looking down on the ground glass from the top, as you would with something like a Hasselblad or anything with a waist-level viewfinder. Exactly. So the image is, is flipped horizontally, but vertically it's, it's the right way up. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. I can see why that would certainly be quicker to get up. I and mean, obviously the thing that you're sacrificing with this is that you don't have all the movements that you've got with... No. Um, but, but the guy who serviced this, he, um, he he does modify a smaller um, model of this. It's not designed to be 5.4, it's three and a quarter by four and a half or something. Yeah. Um, and then he takes the, the front off and he puts his own front on that it gives you movements oh, and, awesome. and it allows you to put the arrow lens on it as well yeah yeah um, but you can't on this one because the, the this distance here is, is too great and you can't get infinity with the arrow yeah okay and what are you shooting today i brought uh fuji pack film mm -hmm. and uh, some velvia 100f nice so we're gonna be looking at some cars today because as i said you've come to try and help me <laughs> Be more appreciative of what this village has to offer, That's and right. we've we've taken actually this light's getting Beautiful good now. Um, we've taken the easiest first step, which is come to the church, which has been discussed before by me, because this is the church that appears in Downton Abbey. It's probably the most mm. iconic thing in the village. By neither of us watch that show. No, no, but by some margin. And um, the question in both of our um, our minds at the moment is: Can oh, can my phone stop ringing? Um, can NASA get far enough away from the church to take a picture with the lens he's got on? Can you do it, NASA? I can't get the top of that, the the, the weather vane to the ground, not from this distance. Okay, so but that's okay. I, cropping in and filling the frame with that nice stonework is, is good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. And then so the lights just suddenly, but we've gone up like two stops in the last five minutes. So, yeah. um, right, well, we'll get some pictures taken here at the church, and then we'll have a chat about where we're going to go next. And um, how we're going to try and squeeze something out of this wonderful village of yeah. mine. Okay, um, let's head... Uh, actually, let's carry on heading down this way. Yeah. So, you've taken two shots? Three shots so far, haven't you? Three shots, yep. Two portraits. Two portraits. Now, I, I feel like I should at least get partial credit on these because I feel like I'm really helping facilitate your portrait today because although this is a very small, very quiet village, we have so far bumped into two people, or three people, oh, oh I know, which has really helped. Um, but uh, That's true, I give you all credit for that. Yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> all, all royalties will come. I did the talking. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So um, the reason that I kind of dragged you here is because I, I do find it hard to come by inspiration here. So as you're walking around, 
um, limited as you are by the fact you've got a rather long focal length, mm -hmm. um, what are you seeing here that you want to take pictures of? Well, so far, well, apart from the, the two portraits, it's a lot of nice little cottages and nice cute little <laughs> Cotswoldy buildings that make me wish I had a wider um, focal length, um, or shorter, I should say. But yeah, so far it's uh, it's the buildings um, that are jumping out at me, and uh, the nice colour contrast between you know plants and the mm -hmm. stone. So I think my next shot might be something like that. So this is one of the things that, uh, as you said, it's the building material around here is pretty much entirely Cotswold stone, which is this soft yellow stone. It's very uniform. Um, you're shooting Velvia today, so you've got a chance to pick up on some of the colour contrasts mm -hmm. where you've got plants growing in front of or on the walls. But if you were shooting black and white, how would you get the most from taking pictures of these buildings? Because that's one of the things that always stymies my photography. So I look at these and go, I'm um, black and white. These are just going to look very muted. There's, there's a real lack of contrast, especially um, down these streets because you know, the, the light's quite flat here now. So how would you tackle that? I would, I would look for the contrast. So if you look down there where the sun is you know, mm. shining on those buildings, there's a huge amount of contrast, lots of shadows. I'd go with where the, the light is, not yeah. in the, the dark shade. Hello. Um, would using filters help with this? Would that help punch up? If I use the yellow filter, would it help make more of a difference with shooting the buildings? That's a really good question. Oh, I can for, the good I can never remember how the, how a filter react. I think that whatever the color of filter, it will darken the opposite color, and I think it will lighten its own color. If I'm not mistaken. So a yellow filter with yellow stone would make them light brighter. Light, yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 As the old saying goes, if it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> if yeah. it's red, you'll soon be dead. That's how <laughs> I remember filters. If it's green, shoot a bean. Um, so. So maybe orange would be better. Orange or maybe red. Yeah. Okay. To just try and bring up it. I mean, I know you said that there's lots of it, but. Can you see what I mean a bit about this village in terms of like... It, well, it's so far, yes, but um, we haven't been walking from very far. Oh, that's very true. We, we, did, <laughs> we did get stuff and get chatting a couple of times. It was really lovely to actually um, meet uh, the, the couple that we met by the church. Mm. Um, they were kind of perfectly positioned yeah. to have their picture taken. They, they, they that's were. Right. Um, so, yes, very opportune moment there. Um, what kind of colourful stuff do you really want to find today whilst we're out looking? Is it sort of plant life stuff? Is it just anything you can find? Uh, anything I can find. I don't have a, a checklist of things I'm looking for. I'm just uh, keeping my eyes open and I'm just looking around at everything and I see what catches my eye. But straight away that uh, thatch cottage down there is catching my eye with the red, the red pl uh, flowers out the front. So that's going to be my next shot on Velvia. 
Yeah, that's going to be perfect. And the nice thing is it's on the other side of the road from us, so it's you should be able to get far off in the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's go and get a nice picture of this. This is a very um, chocolate box picture we're going to be taking here, or you're going to be taking, because I've got my 4x5 with me, but I am shooting uh, Fomapan 100, which is obviously black and white, and some Delta 100, which was all stuck together in a block <laughs> when I went to take it out of the box, so who knows what that's going to be like. It might not actually have any emotion at all on it, um, but it's definitely not going to show the roses up terribly well. So here we are in uh, a car, <laughs> which may say something about how the rest of that last hour went. Um, I think when we finished recording that last bit, we were just about to set up some pictures, take some pictures of a lovely thatched cottage, weren't we, Nasa? That's right. Yeah. Um, and we got ourselves all set up. Uh, it's a very pretty chocolate box cottage, and next to it there was a more uh, stark but very symmetrical building. I thought, oh, that'd make a nice picture. Um, and uh, so that's what we were going to do and we got ourselves all set up but then because it's a kind of cloudy day well there's quite a lot of clouds in the sky scudding past but some of them are quite big so the sun went behind the cloud and um, we found ourselves waiting to take a picture um, so we were a good five maybe ten minutes just yeah. kind of hanging around you know uh, and it was towards the latter end of that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the lady from the house that my camera was pointed towards um, came storming out uh, in quite the fury um, straight over here uh, and um, gave us a piece of her mind, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> well, she came straight to me first because I was closest, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and asked me if I was t t trying to take a picture of her house and truthfully I said no <laughs> no I was but she didn't ask me um, yeah so this was not something we were anticipating normally when you're out and about with the camera what you're worried about taking pictures of is people um, but we've run into far more trouble this evening trying to take a picture of a building uh, an inanimate object this lady was very cross that we were trying to take a picture of her house um, because and she explained why because she of the did. coach loads of tourists that do it all the time Yes, exactly. So, um, so yeah, there is precedent in Bampton that we, because of the link with Downton Abbey, we do get coach loads of tourists come up, uh, and they all have cameras, and a lot of them are from you know Japan, China in particular, because they they are fascinated by this stuff, and they do wander around the village taking pictures of people's houses, and uh, this woman had quite clearly been pushed to the limit. Yeah. Um, so even once we tried to explain that you know we're not just tourists and that I live in the village and that you know we're out with these old cameras trying to take pictures, she was not having a job to be watching. She was not interested in any conversation. She didn't even want to look through my camera. No, I mean who do, who can resist that? And that's yeah. they try. They say, look, do you want to have a look through? See Super bright screen that I paid extra to have installed. <laughs> she didn't even want to appreciate. It. No, her, her level of anger was high and it was not being quelled and um, yeah, there was there was nothing we could really say to calm her down. Uh, so in the end, after she'd gone back in, we decided we'd just move on. The light still hadn't come out, but um, it, it wasn't, the shot was not worth us causing her grief. And, uh, no, and there, there was no calming her. She was not going to see any sense at all and I could kind of understand why, but I also felt that it was really important that we stand our ground and just explain rather than um, amp up the um, the heated discussion, if you like. Um, because we were doing nothing wrong, I and mean, I, I politely explained that. 
um, because she asked me if I had asked permission of the people in the thatch cottage and uh, I'm legally I don't have to yeah no absolutely um, yeah it's and then this I think it's one of the things is that when you get yourself in find yourself surprisingly find yourself in a situation with somebody who is just very cross about the fact that you've got a camera and it's out and about and it happens and it's you know normally it's when the camera's pointing in the vague direction of people um, but in this occasion that wasn't the case but um, if, if you are causing upset to people even if you don't feel like it's uh, justified which it definitely wasn't but it doesn't really matter because that woman was clearly upset yeah and it's not really worth it at the end of the day I think to for us to say well we're going nowhere we're gonna leave our cameras here until we've got our shot um, well, I don't know about you, Graham, but the shot didn't mean that much to me. I mean, my shot was going to be flipping brilliant. I'm not going to lie. It was going to be a pretty great <laughs> shot. But um, but no, still, it was definitely not worth it. I mean, yeah. Um, but it is, it's just it's deeply ironic when, as you said, the thing that you worry about when you're out and about is taking pictures of people. But yeah, we've managed to do that a couple of times this evening, or you have. And um, yeah, it's been smoothly. lovely. Yeah, it went very smoothly. Um, so we've decided the light's starting to drop down quite low now and it was getting harder to find anything photogenic in the village so we've headed in the car we're just going to pop out and see if we can find something else um having now visited Bampton I feel like you have a little bit more sympathy for my complaint don't you? I do yes I do and as I was saying earlier I think maybe in different weather different light um definitely more portable camera I think we could uh, we could definitely have gotten right. more shots um, made uh, today, but um, yeah, everything's looking very chocolate boxy. And it, funny enough, it reminds me a lot about um, our walk around Jericho, where you don't really see hardly anyone at all. Yeah, uh, we've um, seen more cars coming through the village today than we've seen people. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I mean. And you're you're more sensitive than it, to this than I am because you like taking pictures of people mm. in particular. Um, but it's true, we, we didn't see many people. Um, we were lucky enough to bump into a few people that I knew and so we could make some pictures, but even the people we did, um, you're probably gonna shift up a gear. NASA it mostly lives in Oxford and doesn't get in his car very much. <laughs> so the whole talking and driving thing is blowing his mind at the right. moment. And we're gonna be taking the next left. Um, the, a lot of the people that we did see, um, the, there wasn't that thing about them, so yeah, down here. Uh, the, the sort of left down, I mean, oh yeah, that might make an interesting picture. You know, it's not that there's anything wrong with them, but it's just very chocolate um, boxy. Very chocolate boxy, but the people weren't very chocolate boxy, were oh, they? Yeah, that's right. The people were very ordinary. Just ordinary, yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's nothing. Uh, <laughs> I am speaking as a very ordinary person. We are a couple of real ordinary Joes, um, but I suppose you, you're looking for the characters, the. Yeah, you look about a reason to photograph someone, and you know it's a still picture, so it's got to be all about visuals. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing the thing that you should do if you find that you're struggling to get inspired in your local area. Just leave your local area, go a little bit further afield, and um, and see what we can find. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to find much more this evening as the light fades, but it's a nice excuse to go and look around some pretty places, I guess. Uh, so we'll. we'll We'll come back to this later and let you know if we have found any more pictures or indeed if we've upset any more of the locals. <laughs>
Well, as always happens with these cases, the, the light has gone um, and we have filled our stomachs with some very nice food. Mm, that was lovely. Yeah. That's, I think that's been the best thing about doing this in Bampton. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone to each and lovely food. Um, how have you found this evening coming out to the sticks? Um, without using a cliche of a word, it's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting but and, yeah, quite enlightening. I, mean, I totally... Um, appreciate now your <laughs> your difficulty with <laughs> yeah that list has been like complaining about my boring ass really yeah. it's now been I'm holding fun. my hands up <laughs> yeah it's just there's just not as much of anything there's not as much life going on no. as there is um, there's fewer opportunities we went out when we last uh, recorded we were um, just going to Minster Level Ruins which is a sort of favourite one that was quite nice wasn't it that was nice especially with the the time of the evening yeah the light was very um, warm in colour and the, the sun was dipping quite low so there was just nice highlights on things yeah and uh, like backlit leaves and things yeah yeah so and that was a case where it, a spot that I know that you can you can get something there yeah I think that's the thing is that you maybe find a few places that are a bit, perhaps a bit further afield, but you've got a chance of getting something. And it might be a picture you've already taken, but at least you can approach those with perhaps a different camera, a different film, something like that. Yeah, and I shot two sheets there, so see what they come out like. Yeah, yeah. Did absolutely. a nice portrait of you, that was good. Yeah, they came out very nicely because mm. you took a couple of pictures on um, the pack film and they both came out very nicely, didn't yeah. they? So. That was fun. Um, so we're thinking that maybe next time we'll, you know, back to Oxford for our next adventure. It's just, yeah, it's just a bit easier there. Or, I mean, maybe we'll try and find somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but with a bit more life. Yeah, or I was, I was saying earlier, if it's an event or something that's going on, mm. then that'll give us, you know, something to... to um, you know, photograph and a focus on. Yeah, of course the problem is that in areas of, of low interest density you can spend an awful lot of time walking or driving and not taking pictures and exactly. and you're also competing, not competing, but contending with the light so you can spend a lot of time travelling to get to a place and go, okay, actually this is photogenic and then the light just goes and it's like, okay, well do I sit here for another half an hour waiting for this cloud to go past or whatever It's um, and we, we've got limited time, we're, mm. we're working men. Yeah, and sometimes you just want to shoot for some film yeah and sometimes you just want to shoot yeah. some film and that is the great thing about more built-up areas there's just even if the pictures aren't all golden at least you feel like there's something there to point the camera and go oh, this'll this'll do this'll do well, thank you very much for coming out to my village oh, my pleasure <laughs> <laughs> and um well thank you for having me thank you for the lovely uh, meal and um you win <laughs> you win you win yeah, that <laughs> i win <laughs> right you better go <laughs> yeah okay Thank you.